Today in automotive history, September the 30th. In 1901, compulsory car regulations for all vehicles capable of driving over 18 miles an hour took effect throughout France. According to the decree, each motor vehicle shall bear on a metal plate and in legible writing the name and address of its owner, also the distinctive number used in the application for authorization. This plate shall be placed at the left-hand side of the vehicle. It shall never be hidden. Early city roads were often chaotic, dirty, and noisy. Nine years after France began its registration policy, dividing lines appeared, followed by traffic signs, traffic lights, and one-way streets. That would be pretty interesting to find one of those old cars with the guy's name still on it. That would be cool. In 1929, Opel sponsored tests of rocket-boosted gliders began near Frankfurt, Germany. These involved a design by Lipskin, boosted by 16 powder rockets. In 1931, the 25th Auto Salon in Paris opened to the public with 39 French automobile makers and 37 non-French automobile makers exhibiting. Benz AG presented the 170 W15 model. Its innovations included independent suspension front and rear. Oh, that's cool. In 1935, William Lyons announced that SS Cars would launch a new SS Jaguar touring saloon capable of 90 miles per hour at the following month's London Motor Show. SS Cars asked their dealers to put a price on it, and their guesses averaged out at 632 pounds. Lyons then revealed the price was 395 pounds. Oh, that's, that could have backfired in a big way. <laughs> in 1935, the 1 millionth Olds automobile was built. In 1937, Duesenberg, considered the most luxurious cars in the world, handcrafted and custom-made, ceased production. Their clientele included the great, the near-great, the famous, and the infamous. For almost 10 years, Duesenbergs were acknowledged as the ultimate in quality and value, inspiring the expression, it's a doozy. And if you would go back and listen to my podcast episode, The Fastest Car of Every Decade, Duesenberg was actually the fastest car for the 1920s and the 1930s. Isn't that just nuts? Imagine that happening today. I just can't. In 1955, at 5.45 p.m., 24-year-old actor James Dean was killed in California when the Porsche he was driving hit a Ford two-door sedan at an intersection. The driver of the other car, 23-year-old California Polytechnic State University student Donald Turnupseed, wait, Turnupseed, that's an interesting name, was dazed and confused, but mostly uninjured. Dean's passenger, German Porsche mechanic Ralph Wuthrich, was badly injured but survived. Only one of Dean's movies, East of Eden, had been released at the time of his death. Rebel Without a Cause and Giant opened shortly afterwards, but he was already on his way to superstardom, and the crash made him a legend. And legendarily, his Porsche 550 Spider is apparently in three different bins of pieces and parts, and just a couple weeks ago, the transmission, transaxle, sold on Bring a Trailer for something crazy, like $350,000. It was represented by a previous guest of this podcast, who will, be, who will remain nameless, just for fun. In 1959, the Ford Motor Company announced plans to produce the Compact Comet. Also in 1959, the London showrooms of Hooper & Company, Coach Builders, closed after 63 years at the same location. In 1960, it was announced that the new Roots car would be called the Hillman Imp, being a direct competitor to BMC's Mini. It used a space-saving rear engine, rear-wheel drive layout to allow much lug- as much luggage and passenger capacity as possible in both the rear and the front of the car. 
it used a unique opening rear hatch to allow luggage to be put in the back seat. In 1966, Mercury Cougar was introduced as America's first luxury sports car at a popular price. Slotted between the Ford Mustang and the Ford Thunderbird, the Cougar was the performance icon, eventually the icon for the Mercury name for several decades. The Cougar was available in two models, base and XR7, and only came in one body style, a two-door hardtop, no center or B-pillar. You know, I've warmed up to those lately. I, I've never been a huge Cougar fan, but I'm starting to like those. They're pretty cool. In 1968, the 1969 Mercury Marquis was introduced as the new top-of-the-line series with a full range of body styles. Now, time out. All right, so we just had the Mercury Cougar, Cougar that went between the Mustang and the Ford Thunderbird. Now we have the Mercury Marquis that comes out the following year, which is even higher than the Thunderbird. Okay. Got it. In 1978, AMC reported losses of $65 million in its conventional non-Jeep cars for the fiscal year ended September 30th, 1978. Ugh, that's not good. In 1982, the world record for most persons in a British Leland Metro, must be some type of car, was established. 22 people got stuffed in that sucker. They were members of the Plymouth Young Wives Association. <laughs> so they were up for anything. Yeah, whatever. Let's do it. In 1986, the first British-built Nissan, a Bluebird, was completed and presented to HRH Prince Charles, the Prince of Wales. In 1996, the 90 millionth Toyota, a silver Arsto 3.0, was produced. Never heard of the Arsto. In 1998, the Paris Motor Show, show celebrated its 100th anniversary. It was the first motor show in the world, started in 1898 by industrial pioneer Albert D. Dion. The show saw the launch of Ford Focus, the all-new Maserati 3200 GT, and the Smart City Coupe. In 2000, Ferrari introduced a convertible version of the 550 at the Paris Motor Show. This Barchetta was a true roadster with no real convertible top. The factory did provide a soft top, but it was intended only for temporary use as it was cautioned against using the top above 70 miles per hour. That's one of my favorite cars of all time. In 2000, the production Koenigsegg CC prototype was unveiled at the Paris Motor Show. Wow, Paris Motor Show was busy in 2000. The first customer took delivery of a red CC8S in 2002 at the Geneva Auto Show. The two-seat target top design allowed a portion of the roof to be removed and stored under the bonnet, or in the U.S., the hood. In 2003, Henry Ford was named the most influential entrepreneur in American history in a poll of experts undertaken by Baylor University and the Center for the American Idea in Texas. And in 2009, the Penske Automotive Group announced it was walking away from a deal to acquire the Saturn brand from General Motors after being unable to find a manufacturer to make Saturn cars when General Motors stopped producing models at the end of 2011. The brand was set up in 1990 to fight growing Japanese imports. That was actually a pretty cool little brand. My sister had, I forgot what they were called, but she had the two-door, kind of good-looking little sports car. It was a fun little car. Well, that is it for today in automotive history. As always, thanks for listening, and I will talk to all of you next week. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.